Well, um, it depends on what the facts are, of course, because the, uh, some people might still believe the Gupta denials that uh, there was no such approach. Um, but in terms of the law, there are two issues here. The first one is there is a potential um, corruption committed, because if you offer somebody something, uh, some reward in return for them uh, doing favors for you, that is corruption on both sides, if you, if you uh, accept the offer, of course. Um, so the, the Guptas and the President, if this is true, uh, might well be uh, convicted if they are ever charged of corruption. More seriously, there's also the issue of treason, because anybody who takes any action, unlawful action, that impairs the independence of the government and the state is, uh, can be charged with treason. So that would be a more serious uh, charge that could be leveled at the president if it is true that he indeed um, uh, sort of um, uh, delegated his power to appoint ministers to a body or to people that is not in any way part of the government. Mm, I mean, a, a number of people on Twitter are making this point about, you know, were there any minutes of this meeting that took place? It has to be proven. But but really, would there be minutes of a meeting like this? What what evidence could there be to actually press any legal charges? Well, in a case like this, there will not be any minutes. The only, the, they would, they, it would be two, uh, the word of one group against the word of another group. And then you will have to, the court will have to cross-examine the witnesses um, and then decide which of the two parties is speaking the truth. Is it the Guptas and the President on the one hand, or is, are, is it all those people uh, who claim that the Guptas have been um, making these offers to them? And of course, in doing so, they will take into account whether there's perhaps a pattern that has uh, developed here, that whether people are alleging that there's a whole pattern of events which makes it more true, and they would also consider, in general, the credibility of the witnesses. The fact that the Guptas had already lied, for example, about an, the minister going to Switzerland with them uh, when there was a mining deal struck might not be in their favor when it comes to a finding of credibility against them. So, but that will be for a court to decide, of course, after cross-examination uh, in a case. That's what often happens in a case where there's not hard evidence. The, the Gupta family came out quite quickly after these allegations surfaced, say this was, saying this was merely political point scoring between rival factions within the ANC. And to be clear, they say the, the allegations are totally false and they want to see the evidence under oath and in court of law. They would like Minister Jonas to bring out that evidence. Would you say there is evidence of state capture by the Gupta family? Well, there's evidence in the form of people saying this is what happened to us. We were called to the Guptas and they did this to us. That is direct evidence. It's not hearsay. It's people who say, this happened to me personally. That is evidence. It must obviously be tested in a court of law. Um, if those are uh, false claims, then obviously it's defamation. Then the Guptas and the president should sue, obviously, for both fake mentor and uh, Mr. Jonas must be sued for defamation because it's clearly a, a highly defamatory thing to say that somebody is committing a criminal offense and is corrupt. Um, so once again, that depends uh, on, on who is speaking the truth. Has the constitutional right of the public been violated? Can, do you see evidence of that? Well, it's not a, 
I don't, you can't, I'm not sure the, this is the right frame to look at it. It is more, it's a question of um, the, the democratic, uh, I would say the democratic system is, has been violated if these allegations are true, because we elect the party, we elect the party within, uh, in parliament, elect the president, with the view that that person, the president, is the one who finally and ultimately and only makes the decision, sometimes with consult, in consultation with the party, uh, decisions about who is appointed as ministers. If that didn't happen, then the democratic will of the people has actually been undermined because instead of the people who were elected making the decisions, Business people in Saxon world made the decisions, and that would obviously be uh, completely anti-democratic uh, and, and against the will of the people. Reading from Minister Jonas's statement issued by the Ministry of Finance last night, he says, I've hesitated to speak out on this publicly on this matter until now, but I feel it is no longer possible to remain quiet. Why now? Why only make these statements after so much has already mm. happened? I have no idea... Um, the the thing is, of course, that one must remember that this happens, the, the part of the Gupta statement that might well be true, and that can both be true along with Mr. Jonas' statement, is that there might well be factions within the party that are fighting with each other and that things are coming to a head. I don't know because I don't have inside information in what's happening inside the National Executive Committee of the ANC, uh, but it doesn't mean that they are not factional battles and that some of these allegations are not coming out now as part of those factional battles. It doesn't make the allegations untrue. It just means that one must also see it in the broader political context, of course, um, of which, as I said, I don't have enough inside information to make a definitive statement on.